person here, not only to hear, but to understand this word today. And we're going to trust you to open their hearts this day to their understanding. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. Say it again. Amen. Praise God. Turn with me this morning. You can be seated. Turn with me this morning to the 16th chapter of the book of Romans. The 16th chapter of the book of Romans. We'll start in the 25th verse. When you get it, say amen. amen. What's the rest of you got? Genesis? Romans 16, 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you. Now if something's going to establish you, then you need to find out what's going to establish you, don't you? If you're going to be solid, or you'll be on a solid rock, and have the blessings of God as God wants, you've got to be established. Amen. How many of you found out the blessings of God is not just going to fall on you like my hat and my rice at a wedding party? Amen. Huh? Just all of a sudden, down come the rice, and there is the blessing. Hallelujah. You cannot receive from God beyond your knowledge of the Word of God. Without the knowledge of the Word of God, there is no inspiration, no awakening to receive. So he said, now unto him is of power to establish you. How? Paul says, according to my gospel. He said, this is his gospel. In Romans 2.16, said the whole world is going to be judged by my gospel. What Paul received from Almighty God was God's purpose and plan for his born-again man, for every man, woman, and child on the face of this earth. Now listen to him. Now him, him that's able of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of what? Of this mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. See, this thing's been held secret. Do you know it's still a secret to the body of Christ? And because we didn't know the secret, we've never told the world. Do you know God's got a plan not only for you, but every man on the face of this earth? Amen. Now listen to it. Now he's able to establish you according to this revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. 26th verse, it's been kept secret. It's been a mystery. He said, but now it's been manifest or revealed. Manifestation means reveal. Now it's been revealed. What's your plan? What is the plan you had with Adam? Do you know God did not have an alternate plan? If this don't work with Adam, I got another little plan. Now if this don't work with Adam, and it don't work with his sons. And if it don't work with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if it don't work with them, I got me another little plan? No. God ain't never had but one plan. Do you believe God is able to carry out his plan? And if he's not able to carry out his plan, we worship in the wrong God. Can you say Amen. So God didn't have a plan and it didn't work with Adam and so he failed. He committed high treason. He, he brought sin into the world. Yes, he done all that, but God still had a plan. When did he have it? Before the world's was. He done planned this thing. He planned, I ain't gonna lose my man. That's gonna be my man. I made him in my image and I made him in my likeness. One translation said, let's reproduce ourselves. Let's make man after our species. Do you know when he made man, he made man in his class. You're in the class with Almighty God. He said this mystery, this secret has been hid, but now it's been revealed. Hallelujah. God had only one purpose. God has never had but one plan, only one. 
You ain't a second class playing a third class. Amen. Now turn with me to Colossians, the first chapter. Ephesians, Philippians, then Colossians. Colossians 1. We'll start in the 25th verse. Colossians 1, 25 said, Wherefore, Paul writing here to the church at Colossae, said, Wherefore I made a minister according to this dispensation of God or this time frame which was given to me for you. Now he said, I got a hold to something for you. Now if somebody's got something for me, we need to find out what he's got. I don't need to hear about the sweet by and by. I don't need to hear about every little thing in the world. All we've preached, I don't care about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego, my shack, and Yoshak, and the bungalow, and all the rest of them. I mean, not, it, that's not for me. That was written to the Jews, but I got something for you. What'll it do? It'll fulfill God's plan. What'll it do? I need to find out what God's doing. What's he doing fooling with man? What is man that you're even mindful of him? Psalms 8. He said, Paul said, which is given to me for you. For what? To fulfill the word of God. To fulfill the purpose of God. To fulfill this mystery. To fulfill, fill up this secret. 26 verse said, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and generations, but now is made manifest to reveal to the saints. See, he wants something revealed to you. What is 27 verse? To whom God would make known which is the riches of the glory of this mystery, this secret, what is it? Among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, what does Christ mean? It means the anointed one. Not only the anointed Christ lives in you, but you have an anointing from God. Amen? See, God wants you to know what He's made you. He wants you to understand. He wants you... See, that's what He gave to Paul for us. What you got, Paul? I got something for you. What do you got? I got what God's plan is. I got what God wants you to become? No. What you'll develop into? No. Well, that you can take a step up higher? No. He wants you to know what He's made you. This thing's called grace. This is all God's doings. It ain't nothing. You didn't qualify by any way you lived or anything else to receive this. Praise God. Praise God. So this is God's plan. This mystery's been revealed. Hallelujah. It is, he said, this mystery which will fulfill or complete the mystery. Or in other words, God gave me something that you can understand what God has done in completing you. Do you know you are complete now? You are what God wants now. You are a God product now. You are a new creation. You're a new kind of a man. Well, what am I? I'm an old saved sinner. No, you're not. No, you are not. You have never, if you're born again, you ain't never been a sinner. The old man you was, God crucified him. He died. He's buried. He's out of the way. He's totally gone. You are a new creation. God wants you to understand that you now are the very righteousness and holiness as holy as a holy God could make. You couldn't be any more holy than you are. Man, Brother Sullivan, you just don't understand how I've been living. You don't know what I've done. I don't even care. It ain't nothing to me. If it ain't nothing to God, I sure ain't nothing to me. Amen. Yeah, but I backslid and I done this and I done. I don't care about all that. 
Do you know what 1 John 1, 9 is in there for? You confess it to keep your conscience clean that you can walk in the very righteousness and blessings of Almighty God. If you think you're a failure, you are. If you think you're a misfit, you are. If you think you're not pleasing to God, you're wrong. You have now been made well pleasing. See, Hebrews 12 said you're now well pleasing. Well, why am I well pleasing? I hadn't been, because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, he has now made you white as snow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I fail. See, we have preached Christians and to them just like they're a bunch of sinners. We got altar benches in our church where we call them down front, squalling, bawling, hooping, hollering, confessing their sins for 30 minutes. And after they cry for about 30 minutes, they feel like, well, I'm relieved. Now all you did was squall something out and feel better. How you know? Because next service you have to squall him out again. In the service after that, you have to squall him out again, call him down front and keep him sin and failure conscious that he's not pleasing to God because of the way he lived. Let me tell you something. Grace will give you the ability to live above sin. You know, you ain't got a sin. You know what sin will do? It'll make a coward out of you. I don't intend to sin. I don't have to preach and stand up here and tell y'all, now when y'all leave here, don't rob that filling station up there. Y'all try your best. Don't do it. You know, they close today, but tomorrow, don't go by the whiskey store and get you a half gallon. I don't have to do that. If you got that on your mind, something's wrong. Amen. Amen. You need another dip. May even need a dip of Levi Garrett. I don't know. Amen. So, what did he say? 27th verse. The mystery. What's the mystery? Christ, the anointed. Do you know what? Uh, uh, Jews knew what the anointing was. Man, they anointed David as, uh, uh, as king. And I'm telling you right now, Abe, as a, as a 17-year-old teenager, blessed God, he walked in the blessings of Almighty God. I mean, that boy couldn't be defeated. He'd jump on a giant. It didn't make any difference. See, David knew what the anointing was. You know what that anointing did? It enabled him to get ahead, didn't it? He walked down the valley and got that giant's head. Can you say amen? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God made his man complete. You know you're completed. Don't anybody have to add anything to you. Turn over to Colossians, the second chapter. Hallelujah. Colossians 2, look in the ninth verse. For in him, Jesus Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You know everybody believes that? Oh yeah, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in Jesus. Well, the next verse said, and you are complete in him. Complete with what? Whatever he's complete with. You've been completed. God don't have to do anything else to complete you. Well, you mean I'm what God wants? You're exactly what God wants. If God don't like you, he has one thing to blame, his own self. He's the one created you. Ephesians 2.10 said you were created in Christ Jesus. Under what? Good works. You know what's good? Healing's good. Prosperity's good. This kingdom of God we live in is not just things, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I can live in peace. I can wake up happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before I got saved, I used to just come to. Now I wake up. That's a whole lot of difference, folks. Praise God. Praise God. So in Him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead in a body. The Godhead bodily. In a body. In a body called Jesus of Nazareth, 
was the full-blown Holy Ghost, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and now you've been completed. Now, is that simple enough? See, God gave Paul this revelation. In other words, God gave Paul the answer. What's the answer to this thing? What God wanted from the beginning. What God's plan was. Paul got the answer. You know, I've told you, they sent me to a school one time, and they called this in this class, they called it algebra. And you know what they told me? They told me pi was square. And I said, well, where I come from, pie was round. Cornbread was square. And they was not fond of me from that day forward. But they told me, said, now X, Y, Z equals 49. Good. Said, we're going to teach you what X, Y, Z is. That's not me. I don't care what X, Y, Z is if I got to 49. Are you listening to me? I don't care my past, my present, my future. Now I am in Christ. I am complete. I got the answer. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. Now I stand complete before God. I can come boldly to the throne of Almighty God and what? Obtain any promise he asks. Anything that I find in the Word of God, I'm not going to be asked and do it. He's already done it. See, faith believes in the finished work of Christ. See, a lot of people try to confess something in. You better find out if it's already in and then confess it. Can you say amen? Praise God. Praise God. So, Paul received from God what this new kind of a man, not just this new man, but the new kind. He's a new kind of man. See, he's a new kind of man. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new species, a new kind of a man. He gave him a revelation of this new man and the grace that God extended to the whole world. You know the whole world ain't never heard nothing about what we're talking about? We never offered them what God offered them. Let me read you 2 Corinthians 5, 20 out of the Amplified Bible. So we are Christ's ambassador. You know what an ambassador is? That's a spokesman. Do you know who Condoleezza Rice is? That's our Secretary of State who speaks for the United States. Do you know you're God's Condoleezza Rice? You're God's spokesman. You're his ambassador. Now listen to this. So we're Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal as it was through us. He's making his appeal through us. We as Christ's personal representatives beg you, we're begging you for Christ, for his sake, to lay hold on the divine favor now offered to you and be reconciled to God. Have we ever told the world? Have we ever preached the gospel? Have we ever presented the mystery that God's plan for man was? Not just Christian, but all men. Hallelujah. Offer them the divine favor. Make you an offer. Here's an offer. Here's an offer. Do you want to be a favorite with God? Do you want God's best? What do you want? Well, I'd like for God to bless me. Well, he's already done it. Well, I didn't know that. I thought I had to, you know, I thought I had to give something or plant a seed or do all these kind of things to deserve that. I deserve it because of the blood of Jesus Christ only. That's called grace. You know, I was raised Baptist and they said grace was uh, God's unconditional favor. Well, that's right. That's right. But that's just a shallow, shallow, shallow. Man, grace is everything God's done for you. Grace is what God's done for you that no one else can reverse but you, your own self. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read that again. 
So we're Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal, as it were, through, through us. Have you ever told anyone this? You ever told someone, would you like to be a favorite with God? Would you like the blessings of God? Huh? Would you like to see your child healed? Would you like to see that little blind kid healed? See, Christianity's lost all its appeal to anybody. That's why folks rather wait till they die, just about six weeks before they die to get saved. You know why? They ain't seen nothing out of Christianity. Christianity has lost its shocking power. You know that? It's lost its shocking power. I said, a fellow called me from out, out in Alabama, said, uh, uh, I, I'm going, the doctor said, I'm going to have to have a pacemaker. Said, my heart said it beats. It says, beep, beep, beep. Then it skips a beat. And then it'll say, beep, beep, beep. He said, the doctor said, it'll say, beep, beep, beep one of these days. And when it skips a beat, it won't start back up. Well, now he's scared. Now he's scared. Is that right? Would you be scared? Huh? You don't have to be. I told him when I come out, I'll be out there and, you know, it won't be a month or so. I'll be out there less than a month. I said, when I get out there, you just hang around me and you'll be healed. Amen. Say, how come you think you something? Because I believe Jesus lives in me. Yes, See, you got to understand something. The same Jesus Christ that walked the shores of Galilee, that's not who lives in you. You're in union with the one that sits at the highest seat in the universe. Hallelujah. The resurrected, glorified Christ lives in you. What will he do? The same thing he did when he walked the shores of Galilee. He wants to reveal himself alive as presenting it through his ambassadors. Amen. Say, well, what happened when you got out there? He got healed. Another lady came from another town. I had talked to her. I said, I'm going to be out there in Tuscaloosa. She said, well, the doctors have uh, operated on me. I had a mastectomy, and they said they did not get it all. Did not get it all. And said, now it's there, and they're afraid it's done spread to all my lymph nodes and everything. And so, anyway, she came. Name was Linda Rundell. I send her tapes on a regular basis now. And she came. And uh, when I got even with her, I said, now, little lady, what you need? I was laying hands on sick. Everybody in that meeting got healed. Praise God. Brian Black was with me. Anyway, I said, what do you need? She said, well, I believe I'm healed. I said, well, you don't need me. And I started to walk on. She said, well, I'm believing God for a manifestation. See, anybody, anytime you're believing for something, that means you don't have something. If you're believing for it, that means I'm trying to get it. I'm believing for something. See, God's Word wants you to believe you already have it. See, 1 Peter 2.24 said, Who is on self bear our sin in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. She said, well, I'm believing for mess. I said, little lady, just do this. Won't you just let the Lord heal you? She looked. said, I believe I will. Laid hands on her. Praise God. Hallelujah. She fell on the floor. The power of God knocked her clean down. Hallelujah. She got up, went to her seat, and what? Lord spoke to me. He said, tell her to come back up here and tell her. I said, tell her what? Tell her that was the rest of her healing. She's totally healed. I said, God told me to tell you the rest of your healing is there. It's already yours. You are finished. Now she's done been back for a three-month checkup, six-month checkup. Now the doctor said, well, you don't have to come back for another six months. I said, we can't find anything. Well, that's your Jesus. That's the God that you serve. See, that's the God that lives on the inside of you. Who? No longer I, but Christ that lives in me. It's not I. It's not I. Well, where did I go? God killed him. Annihilated him. He crucified, died. He buried him and didn't even leave him a marker. Bless God, you're a new kind of man. You're the kind God wants. So, praise God. You ought to read on a regular basis the 17th chapter of Big John. You know what he talks about in there? He said, God loves you as much as he did Jesus Christ. 
You know what faith is? It's believing in how much God loves you. Not how much you love God. Knowing faith is inspired by you understanding God's in love with you. Praise God. Praise God. So, Paul writes and talks about this grace. God's divine favor. Grace is God's unconditional love with no strings attached. Grace makes you valuable to God. You know you're valuable to God? There ain't nothing in the universe as valuable as you are to God. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing, including the Lord Jesus Christ. You know He loves you as much as He loves Jesus? What if you got to thinking like that? I'm valuable to God. I'm God's favorite. Well, what's wrong with you? All oh, the doctor said I had cancer. I'll just get, get my healing from God. Look how simple it'd be. Hallelujah. Well, I need a thousand dollars. Well, has God got any? No, but he can move on that old boy over there and that and that and right there and they'll bring it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. What if you knew you as a favorite? Yeah. What if you knew unconditional love that me, me, Buzzy Sutherland is valuable to God. Yeah, but what if you fail? Well, what if I do? Huh? Is that anybody's business but me and God's? See, he put 1 John 1, 9 in there. What's that for? To keep my conscience clean. I confess my faults. I don't run from God when I mess up. I run to him. Yeah, but I've done it on purpose. Run to him. Well, I knew better. Run to him. He's in love with you. Hallelujah. He is not going to hang around you fail. Someone said, well, I'm just an old sinner. God don't live in a sinner. God lives in righteous people. God don't live in sin. So therefore I must not be sinned because I'm now the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm the house where God lives. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. So grace is just God's pardon. Well, I know what I got to be on probation 10 years. Well, I ain't. I done been pardoned. You know what pardon means? I've been released from any responsibility or any sin. I done been released. See, 1 John 1, 7 said, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin. Do you know that's past sin? That's present sin? And that's future sin? Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. I've seen God heal folks as living in sin and as a Christian. Well, that ain't just the way we believe it. Well, I know it. You ought to believe it right. You ain't the one that's got to uh, judge anybody else. Amen. You don't know someone's heart. You don't know what they believe. You know, David committed adultery and had uh, Bathsheba's husband killed. And you know what God said about it? said, he's a man after my own heart. Well, what do you mean? God likes you cheating and lying and killing? No, no. But man, he did repent. You know how I know he repented? Because he never done it again. He dropped it. That's all of that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So God wants you to know something. You're totally pardoned. There is no more liability for sin and failure. Hallelujah. Now listen close to me. If you understand grace, there's no more fear of God's wrath. You ain't afraid of God. You know, if I'm scared of somebody, I ain't going over there where they at. Do you know that? You won't never see me playing with a rattlesnake. Huh? I've heard of some of them Pentecost folk playing with rattlesnakes and they get bit and all that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. A friend of mine, he went to one of them churches out there. It was in Kentucky. And they, they broke out them snakes and man... He scared him, man. 
He said, hold this snake. If you ain't sinned, you know, he won't bite you. He said, I ain't holding him. I, don't, I ain't holding that thing. He said, where is the back door? I'm leaving. He said, we don't have no back door. He said, where you want one? <laughs> He's been terrible. He's getting out of there. Well, that's about the way I feel about that kind of thing. No, if you know God, you don't run out the back door. You run to God. If I fail miserably and done it on purpose, it's already paid for. I run to God. See, if you hang around failure, well, I sin, I sin, I fail, I fail. You'll continue in that pattern. But when you understand God's done annihilated the sin problem, the blood of Jesus Christ is speaking better things than justice. He ain't speaking justice. He ain't speaking, I'm going to get you for that. You ever heard him sing a song? God's going to get you for that. Well, he ain't. He's got you with his love. Amen. We need a total new thinking in the body of Christ. Amen. If you don't think right in the body of Christ. See, we ought to have no fear of God's wrath. I hear preachers on TV, they got folks scared to go to heaven. Man, God's going to open the books. My God, when he sees what you've done. <laughs> He's done you know, he opened the book and he looked there. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Look at there. By your name, you know what? There's been applied the precious holy blood of Jesus. What'd you do wrong? I'm looking at the blood. I fail. I'm looking at the blood. Yeah, but I've done it on purpose. Well, shut up. Ain't no one care anything about that. Not when the blood's annihilated the problem. Hallelujah. Run to God with it. Confess it. In Romans, the eighth chapter. First and second verse, it talks about there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. See, God wants you to have no condemnation. Do you know if you feel condemned or guilty, you can't receive from God? If you feel like you're a failure, see, he said he wants no condemnation. That's no condemning voice. Amen? Well, I feel so bad in my heart. Yeah? He said, if your conscience condemns you, said God's greater than your heart. <laughs> what God's done is greater than your failure. Where sin abound, grace did that much more abound. He whooped some grace on you, folks. It's available for you. What is grace? God's unconditional love with no strings attached. How many of you know nothing can separate you from the love of God? Huh? Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than y'all amen in today. See, God wants you to know. I saw a sign somewhere in El Dorado the other day that said, there's none righteous, no, not one. None righteous. Well, sure, that's right. There ain't none righteous on their own. But 2 Corinthians 5, 21 said, He was made sin for us who knew no sin, that you could be made, what? The very righteousness of God. Now you is righteous as God. Now you are of God's righteousness. How did I get? It was all God's doings. It's what God done. It's what God wanted. Hallelujah. He don't want you slipping around the back door of heaven trying to get a hand out. He wants you to come boldly to the throne of grace. And what? Obtain. Come get it. We're partners now. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 24th verse, write it down. It said, in your thinking, get your mind renewed to think like this. He said, put on the new man in your mind. What? Put on the new man which after God is created. You know you've been created after God? Yes, Brother Sutherland, we're in his image. I ain't talking about no religious junk. I'm talking about God has vitally made you the very righteousness of God. Do you know vitally? That means not just positionally or something. Vitally, 
God himself lives in you. Vitally, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Vitally, the Christ of God, the anointing of God resides in you. Hallelujah. He said, put on in your thinking. Put the new man on, which after God is created. How? In righteousness and true holiness. In righteousness and true holiness. Beck said, all who are made holy. See, put that on. Put that on. Turn with me, if you will, to the 20th chapter of the book of Acts. 20th chapter of the book of Acts. Anybody getting anything this morning? Amen. Well, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout a little louder. Hallelujah. Make out like it's a thousand people here. Hallelujah. Acts, the 20th chapter, 24th verse. Paul said, None of these things move me, neither I count my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify. What are you going to testify, Paul? What are you going to tell about? To testify the gospel of the grace of God. See, Paul got this mystery. God has extended grace. 25th verse. And said, Now behold, I, I know that ye all among you whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God. See, the kingdom of God is a, is, a, is a kingdom of grace. It's a kingdom of unconditional love. It's a kingdom where God himself rules over subjects that, bless God, represent him. He don't want you running around in sackcloth and ashes. Bless God, he wants you running around in the best. Say, that's my boy. That fellow's in my kingdom. Hallelujah. I don't just do something for him. I make him, I've raised him up to sit in heavenly places with me and now I've made him a king and a priest yes. under our God. Anybody say amen. amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. So Paul said, I got the gospel of his grace. You know what gospel is? Gospel means good news. Good news ain't you going to hell if you turn or burn. That ain't good news. You don't have to go to hell. Yeah, turn right or get left. That ain't good news. Hell awaits. That ain't good news. Good news, you don't have to go there. All you have to do is receive the pearl of great price. Receive this thing God has. He's making an offer. He's making you an offer. Come in, I'm going to make you a favorite. Come here, I'm going to give you unconditional love. Come, I'm going to give you grace. All the favor I got, I'm going to give it to you. You know, anybody with good sense would receive that. You know, someone who's cheese done slid off their cracker, you know, they may not receive this. Amen? That'd be the dumbest thing in the world. You know, here it is, God offering you a million dollars, and you, you no, nah, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve Him, boy, come get this. Well, I've been a sinner. <laughs> We've been so sin country. That's what we got altars for, where we can squall you out. See, keep you crying, I've done wrong. Well, so what? You know, when I first got saved, all these people around here, all these churches want me to come give my testimony. You know what they want to hear about? How I used to fight. How I used to drink. How I used to do this. How much I fought. Do all that. They want to hear about that. They didn't want to hear about bless God. That's gone. I found out when I got saved I was a new creation. I found out when I got saved it felt like I drank a bottle of white shoe polish. I knew I turned white. I mean I, I, I was raised Baptist and we sang an old song. The burdens of my heart flew away. Son, I woke up, I was the happiest fellow in the world. Everybody I'd see, folks come in my grocery store, said, Son, what's happened to you? Come in, let me tell you. Walk down the street, say, Son, I ain't seen you in a while. What you been doing? Come in, let me tell you. I got some good news. God's offering to you to live out of the kingdom of God and all the blessing he's got. 
Amen. Praise God. While we're in Acts 20, look over to 30, 32nd verse. And now, brethren, I commend you to God. Now, this word commend, it means basic English said, I give you into the care of God. Another one amplified said, into his protection and care. You like being in the protection of God? Huh? Hold your finger just a minute and turn to the book of Revelation, the first chapter, and back up and back up one page to Jude. Revelation and look over on the left hand side of the page. Jude twenty four. Jude twenty four. Paul said, I commend you to God. I put you in God's hands. I give you into God's care. His protection and His care. Jude 24, what's it say? Now unto Him that's able to keep you from falling. He's going to keep you from falling. And what else? And to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. You know it makes him happy to get to present you there before Almighty God. Here he is, a man that you've cleansed with my blood. Here he is, a man that's totally set free. Here's a man that grace been given, unconditional love. Here's a man you love good as you do me. My, my, my. What have we preached? Amen? Praise God. Turn back to, to the 20th chapter of Book of Acts. He said, Now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace. Everybody say grace. grace. Loud. Grace. Which is able to do what? Able to build you up. If you ain't getting built up by what you hear preaching, just turn it off. Amen. Don't listen to it. Amen. Well, you just an old sinner saved by grace. Why, that fellow that brought that out ought to be whooped with a dead armadillo. Amen. Are you listening to me? That's pitiful. That ain't good news, folks. Well, it's heard a preacher talking about two kinds of sinner, saved sinner and lost sinners. Well, that's a spiritual schizophrenic. Do you know what that is? That's nothing. You mean you half this and half that? No, you're a full-blood, restored Holy Ghost man. You are complete in Christ. You are what God has made you. Now listen to him. I commend you to God. The one translation, I give you in the care of God. Amplified said his, give you into his protection and care. Which is able to do what? Build you up. Build you up. And give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Do you know you've been sanctified? Huh? You can you cannot improve on what God has already made you. Well, I'm trying to live better. Well, you ought to. Well, I'm trying to do everything I can. Well, just do it. But that ain't gonna improve your standing with God. Your in standing with God depends on one thing named Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. 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 First Corinthians 1:30, he said. He said, 1 Corinthians 1.30 said, uh, Jesus Christ is made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. How many of you know he's done made unto you sanctification? He's already done it. 20th century said, by your union with Christ, you're God's offspring. And Christ, by God's will, His plan, His purpose, His mystery, His secret help, plan before the world's was. He already planned you out. He already planned you out. He didn't just plan your past. He planned your future. He planned everything about you. Now faith is I can live out of the nail realm, out of the God realm right now. He's 20th century says, by your union with Christ, you're God's offspring, and Christ by God's will became not only your wisdom, but also your righteousness, 
and our holiness. How come I'm holy? God made. How come I'm righteous? God made. Well, there's none righteous. Yes, it is. He made you righteous. None on their own was righteous. See, now, you know what 1 Corinthians 3, 16, everybody quotes it. We're the temple of God. Now you are the temple of God. Hallelujah. God lives in a God-made, holy, sanctified, righteous temple. Well, Brother Sullivan, what about when I fail? Well, why don't you shut up about failing and talk about Jesus' victory? Well, I fail miserably. So what? Confess it and head on. Keep your conscience clear. See, 1 John 1, 7 said, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin. That means past, present, future, all sins paid for. He ain't worried about that. Hallelujah. Well, what do I do? I receive Jesus Christ and that finished work that he has done. Praise God. So God lives in a God-made temple. God-made. See, he said, you're the temple of God and you're now the house of God. You know God moved into your house and brought everything that he had with him. He didn't leave his old couch or nothing else. He brought everything he had, love of God, the gifts of God, the fruit of God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 3, 16, it said, uh, Amplified Bible, said God's Spirit has His permanent dwelling in you. How you like that? To be at home with you collectively as a church and also individually. Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Y'all getting anything this morning? Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, look at the 25th verse. Twenty-fifth verse said, Husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church. And what did he do? Gave himself for it. Huh? Now, I can stop right there and preach a half day on husbands love your wife. I can stop right there and preach on wives love your husband. How? Like Jesus Christ loved. I mean, willing to give. Praise God. I read, read a piece in Dear Abby. Y'all ever read Dear Abby? I think some of it's about half squirrely, but praise God. This fellow wrote in and said his wife died and said, he, you know, he was always kind of macho. You know, he didn't like to express his feelings. He said, my wife died and said, you know, the last few years I never did tell her I loved her. Well, that ain't macho. You know what a man will do? He's willing to tell his wife, I love you every day. He's willing to tell his wife, I love you in front of people. See? Well, kind of like a woman said, I asked my husband, I said, well, do you love me? He said, yeah, I told you. He said, well, you don't ever tell me. He said, I told you when we get married, if anything changes, I'll let you know. Well, that's about the way folks think about this thing. Amen? Hallelujah. Look, now listen to him. Love your wives, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, 26 verse, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. How many of you know you are the glorious church? Ain't nothing you can do to clean yourself up. That he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot nor wrinkle or any such things, but that it should be holy and without blemish. That's who you are. Well, you know, I've got the... Get off of sin. Get off of failure consciousness. Get on righteousness. Get on what God said about you. You can't amount to a hill of beans thinking you a failure. Praise God. Praise God. Look in the 30th verse. How clean has God made you? For we're members of His body and of His flesh and of His bone. 
How many of you know God ain't going to live in unholy flesh and bone? And, huh? Well, I didn't know that. I know it. You know it now. You know it now. Praise God, be unto God. You need to get up every morning and say, I'm Jesus with skin on. I'm Jesus with skin on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn with me back to the 8th chapter of Romans. Let's read another scripture before we close. Praise God. Now what's God's plan? How many of you know what predestination is? That's being marked out beforehand. Anytime he talks about predestination, he's always 100% of the time talking about his born-again man, what he planned for man. All right, Romans 8, 29. <coughs> for whom he did foreknow for the foundation of the earth, he also did predestinate. Predestinate, a mark out beforehand, plan, what? To be conformed to the image of his Son, that he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brothers. Bunch of them. You know, he put, made you out of Christ's mold, out of his pattern. You were predestined to be cut out just like him. 30th verse. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called. And whom he called, them he justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. Do you know you're in union with the glorified, resurrected Christ now? That's who you're in union with? What if you had that in your thinking? 31st verse says, What shall we say to these things? What you gonna say? God be for you, who can be against you? If God said it, what I, what I care what a preacher said. If God said it, I don't care whether the highest preacher in the body of Christ got PhD, DDT, OIC, got a sheepskin 20 foot long. I don't care what he said, what God say. God said, I'm complete. God told Paul to write that and tell me about it. This mystery ain't no mystery no more. It is Christ in you. Praise God, praise God, praise God. God has made a new man. What kind? Just like he wanted. He made what he wanted. Hallelujah. See, Philemon 2, 5, and 6 said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. God wants you to think like that. You're in His class, in His... See, you need to repent of your thinking. Amen. Repent means change your mind. Don't let anybody rob you of your grace. Don't let any preacher... I don't care if it's Aunt Suki or Aunt Nellie or nobody else. I don't care. Well, she's a good woman. You know, good folks can be wrong too. Amen? Be quick when you fail to run to God. When you fail, run to God. Ain't no big deal with Him. He believes the blood of Jesus paid for it. Keep your conscience clean. Confess it the minute you fail. Praise God. Run to God with it. Hallelujah. This morning, shout grace. grace. Shout grace. grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By grace was you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, the gift of God. Hallelujah.